0: Well, good morning everybody. How's everybody doing? Good. Um, if at any point you decide I made a bad choice in my seating and you want to move up or over, there's some real warm seats right over here. So, uh, Sorry, I'm not singling out this side, but it's kind of cold over there, so just to let you know that. Um, for those of you who I haven't had the opportunity to meet, uh, my name is Barry Rogers. I'm the leader of the First Impressions team here at Church in the Valley, so uh, glad to see you here this morning. Um, I think for the most part I, I know a good bit of you guys. Um, and uh, like Chris said, if this is your first time here at Church in the Valley, um, we're so glad you came to worship with us outside. Uh, this is always exciting when we have the opportunity to use this beautiful courtyard, uh, you know, the uh, we're blessed to be able to meet in, so um, good to see everybody. It is 10 days till Christmas. Who's excited? Okay, we've got a couple of people that are excited here. I wanted to start us off with just a small survey uh, to get an idea of where we're all at, just so we can comfort one another. Um, shopping. All right, so Hugh here has got all their shopping done already? All right, we got a couple of those um, who hasn't? Okay, it's okay. About sixty forty split there. You're doing okay. What about wrapping? Who are the real overachievers here? Wrapping people. God bless you. This is unbelievable. If you've got your wrapping done, that's great. Um, if not, you know, gift cards are acceptable. You can do that. Uh, what about decorations, people? Got all your decorations up? Who's had decorations up before Thanksgiving? Okay, always a couple, you know, somewhere there. Enjoy it longer. Who's saying, you know what, I still have time? Who's in that category? Okay, still have time. That's totally fine. Uh, who's in the category of decorations? Better luck next year. Just already just given up on it. Okay, cool. No big deal. Uh, who's got all their baking done? Still baking, making their things. Okay, we've got a couple bakers out there. What about people that are still nailing down plans with friends and family still there okay good you still have time 10 days get those nailed down um, who here is feeling maybe a little overwhelmed with the holiday season a little bit okay good thanks for being honest it, it's very easy during this time with all these different things that we're trying to pull off uh, to feel a little overwhelmed to feel tired and honestly this year uh I've been just reflecting on all the different Christmases of my life and just how the, the things that I was concerned about have changed over the years. When, I'm a, when I was a kid, my number one concern was really, how early is the earliest acceptable time for me to get up and access presents? I'm sure all of us have had that time. I, I remember one Christmas, it was about 5 a.m., and I was convincing my parents that it was time. This is the new day. We, we need to get out there. Uh, as I got a little bit older, I think the concern was from how early to how many, how many, how many, uh, presents could I get, right? And you kind of hit that, that age where you realize that more is not better and it's not really helping you out. Uh, when I left home, I had a weird thing. Whenever I'd be buying presents, I was trying to, I really had difficulty the first Christmas when, um, I was away from uh, being home with my parents and all that sort of thing, and I was trying to figure out with my gifts what is the gift that you buy that says, "Sorry, I haven't been calling" or "Sorry, I haven't been around." What is that present that you can do? That's the first time in my life I was thinking about what do my gifts say um, about our relationship. Uh, newly married, I was trying to figure out something completely different. Um, How do you surprise your wife when you share a bank account and you live in the same place? That has been one that I'm still working on and um, I haven't completely given up on. And uh, we're about to have a child now in 16 days. Kind of crazy. Closest I've ever been to this. Um, But the question I'm now asking myself is how do I stay excited when life is getting so expensive? Anybody, anybody may be there. Uh, this year, uh, Christmas, shop, Christmas tree shopping was a really interesting experience where I was standing in line and, um, you know, we, we, bought, we bought a Christmas tree, lovely Christmas tree, but it was from the back section of the Home Depot uh, Christmas lot, you know, right in our price range. Uh, but you kind of stand around looking, kind of having uh, Christmas tree envy at uh, some of the other Christmas trees that are in line. But I find myself going, I completely get my dad now. I completely understand why he was always saying, ah, oh, you know, 40, 50 bucks for a tree, 60 bucks for a tree, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> These are all new things, but I'm sure also, I, I don't want to speculate, uh, you know, what, what's going through everybody's mind here, but we all have different thoughts that go through our mind uh, leading up till Christmas, concerns, uh, hopes, dreams, things that you're excited about. But whatever uh, is on your mind regarding this holiday season, uh, a big thing that comes up uh, during this time for all of us is happiness. This is the most magical time of the year. This is the season uh, basically from Thanksgiving or for some people, I guess, from Halloween all the way through the new year. Uh, this is a magical time where uh, people want to be happy or they're trying to do things to be happy. So today I want to look at uh, what the Bible says it takes uh, to be happy. What, is, what does that mean, to be happy? If you look in the dictionary to define happiness, which everybody that's looking for a good time, that's usually where they start, uh, you'll find that happiness basically has two components to it. One is well-being, basically being comfortable, healthy, just general happiness, and then there's contentment, satisfaction with the things that you have. And uh, back in 2011, I went to a conference uh, with a guy named Harold Bullock put on. Uh, some of you know who that is. I'll just update you for those who don't know. Uh, Harold's a really good guy. He was uh, a person that trained uh, Pastor Randy who actually planted Church in the Valley. Uh, so it's kind of like our grandparent church, if you will. Uh, but we went to a conference there and it was on building wealth God's way. It was really about what does the Bible say about using your money? And there was a really helpful section in there called, do you want to be rich or happy? And, uh, some of this information that we'll be going over today was from a study that was done in there. So I just wanted to throw that out there. But this has been really, really helpful to me. Uh, because as we look at, uh, at Christmas time, um, you know, it's really easy to get wrapped up in the excitement of the celebration uh, and to get drawn off course by uh, starting to f- try to find our own way to be happy. And uh, you know, whether you think happiness is the most important thing in the world or not, um, we all can get disheartened at the end of the season when it's all said and done and you realize that the things that you thought were going to make you happy or that were going to be really fun weren't. So today we're going to be looking at what's something lasting? that we can find happiness in. So uh, based on the, the definition of happiness, so basically uh, this idea of well-being and contentment, what does the Bible say about that? <clears throat> basically, we have to ask two questions. Um, what produces a sense of well-being? What does that look like? And then how does one become genuinely content if we're going to experience contentment? Um, so what produces well-being? Well, you're not gonna find a verse in, uh, scripture unless you have some, uh, some translation that I haven't found, uh, that is just gonna say, hey, uh, here's how you find well-being. But in the Old Testament, which is written in Hebrew, uh, there's a word that some of you may have heard before, uh, that is kind of the general idea of well-being. And it's, uh, the word shalom. Has anybody ever heard the word shalom before? Yeah. Some of my uh, Jewish friends will wish me shalom, that sort of thing. It's generally translated as peace. And the idea behind it is kind of a wholeness. And, you know, during the Christmas time, a lot of people are looking for uh, things that are going to make them uh, smile or have a good time. But if we were looking for shalom, we're we're looking for something more than just a, a smile on our face. We're looking for something that makes us whole in all sorts of areas. And I want to list a couple things. Uh, There's a lot of scripture that uses this word shalom. Uh, But basically, it's idea of uh, providing for your whole being. So safety, uh, meeting of your physical needs, uh, peace in your relationships. Who doesn't want that? Uh, For mental peace, for joy, for good things in your life. This is the idea of shalom. And shalom really only comes from uh, from God. Uh it comes when we walk with God in trust and obedience. And if you want to write this down, I know you have uh, kind of a note sheet. Um Isaiah twenty-six three is a verse that's really helpful in this area. It says, uh, you will keep in perfect peace, and when it says peace, it's that word shalom. You'll keep in perfect peace those whose minds uh whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. When we um when we trust in God and we're steadfast to do things uh, his way, to go after his purposes, we experience this shalom, this peace, this wholeness. And it's not just uh, maybe financially, though it could be. Uh, it's not just in our relationships, in all sorts of things, our wellness and all sorts of good things. So if we're looking to be genuinely um, happy, uh, we need to find... Uh, how we can please god and do uh, what he wants because that's really where he brings uh, shalom or peace so that's one component of this the other side is that genuine contentment how do you find contentment in this life well to be content uh is to be satisfied is to have all of our needs desires and requirements met so we can just set back and usually the way i think of contentment is when i'm going i'm good I got what I need. I'm good. Whatever God has given me where I'm at, I'm good. Uh, in the Bible, this is actually a command. So it's something we can choose to do. Uh, when we're content, uh, we're following what God has asked us to do or told us to do. In Hebrews uh, 13, verse 5, another good verse to write down, it says, uh, Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Again, we see this picture that being provided for, getting the things that we need, it comes from God, and it comes to those people that rely on him and choose to do the things uh, that he's asked us to or told us to do. We can be content with whatever we have in any circumstance. It doesn't just have to be the good times or the bad times. We can always be content with what God gives us. So Philippians 4, 11, 12 is probably one of the most famous verses talking about contentment. Um, but it's from a guy named Paul, which some of you know about. And uh, he was a major leader and builder of churches uh, at the beginning of um, of the church period. And uh, the Philippian church had given him a pretty big offering and they were looking to help him with his ministry. He receives this offering, and he just wanted to let them know that, hey, he's a, he appreciates what they gave to him. But he's good. Because of what God has given him, he's learned how to deal with a little or, or none. But let's look at his words here in verse 11 and 12. It says, I'm not saying this because I'm in need. For I have learned to be content whatever the circumstance Sorry about our, our wind here. I know what it, uh, I, uh, yes. For I have learned to be content whatever circumstance, windy or not. <laughs> Sorry, he doesn't say that. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living plenty or in want. The secret uh, to contentment um, comes as we follow God and He's providing for our needs. Uh, we can be good with what He gives us because He cares for us. Uh, when we look at the complete picture of uh, the person who's content, we see someone uh, who has set their heart on God's provision for good in uh, the power that only comes from from Him. And this can be experienced in any circumstance. When we do this, we're walking in faith and obedience to what God says. And we're seeking really to, to put His kingdom first. We're setting that as our priority. As we set His priorities, the things that He loves first, um, we can find contentment. In addition, uh, when we're, we live a generous life and uh, having hands open to be able to give to people and share with people, um, this, again, is, is part of what it means to be, uh, to be doing things that are uh, high priority to God. Um, a verse that I really enjoy uh, is Proverbs 11.25, which says, A generous person will prosper, and whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. And this is another picture from another part of the Bible that kind of shows what happens when we open our hands to what God is trying to do in this world. He brings uh, blessing back to us. And, um, and he cares for our needs. And I can look back on my life and I can see times where I wasn't really uh, having my hand open to what God was doing. And maybe I was really tight with my money and not really looking to be generous with it. But when I'm convinced to pry my hands open and give and share with other people, I've seen the blessing come back to me in different ways, not just, again, money to money. Uh, but, in my relationships and in in the things that God can do in my life, the way God works in my life, and this really over time builds this relationship with with God, uh, where I experience contentment with whatever I have so this is something that i 've learned that I can see that you know I can see where uh, how Paul learned this because he really put himself out there, he had to trust god to to do the work that he was doing because he got uh, You know, he got beat up many times. He got thrown out of places. He was hated by people. He didn't have a lot. And sometimes um, he had to go without. But he found that he could be content in whatever situation he has. And I think uh, that's really what we're all looking for. To make a kind of a summary of both of these concepts, this this peace that we can have from God and also the contentment, uh, Ecclesiastes 2 verse 26 says, To the man who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. And in this verse, they also talk a little bit about the opposite of the person that doesn't please God, and you can read that later. But I just want to highlight that. To the man who pleases him, the man or woman who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. And I think this is the the thing that's uh, a challenge for people, Uh, today is that it's so easy uh, because we have so much in America. We have so much good things. It's easy to get distracted during the holiday time, uh, holiday season. Um, I actually, we put on the cover of the program today a snow globe. If you want to picture a snow globe, I think of most of the year as kind of mellow and kind of just subdued. Uh, But once a year, you pull out the snow globe and you shake it and everything, you know, kind of goes around in there and there's some life to it. I think that's kind of the way the holiday season is. Normally, for most of my year, I'm really content and I'm happy with what God's given me. And I've seen over and over as I've walked with God uh, that I've seen that he provides for my needs and he cares for me. And I can be content with what he's given me. I can be happy. But when it comes to the holiday season, especially Christmas time, it's kind of like that snow globe gets shaken up. You know, I see something that somebody else has that I really would like. And I get a little get a little shaken up. I get a little distracted, and all of a sudden I can get discontent. Um, maybe there's something that I've been looking forward to for a long time. I'm really big on counting down for things, so that's how I know that 16 or, sorry, now I'm blind, 16 days till the end of the year, uh, 10 days till Christmas. Uh, for most of my childhood, the only calendar I ever kept uh, was counting down. I think most of the time day. we read things uh, that other people have tried. Uh, maybe some advice somebody's given you, and you may take it at face value. Maybe you trust that person, but it's hard as humans not to read Solomon's word here and say, well, maybe that's good for you, but in my special case, uh, I want to see for myself if this is going to make me happy, if this is going to be something that that brings um, lasting joy to my life. Um. So, what is this, what does this look like practically if we were going to uh, try to find something, uh, find lasting um, happiness in our life? Uh, You can look for a lot of different sources to try to find happiness, and especially during Christmas time, there's a lot of things that are out there that are, uh, that put a smile on our face, might even make, uh, make this holiday season really enjoyable to us. but I, the only thing that I've ever found that really brings me the lasting, deep uh, happiness that, that I seek, the joy that I seek, has been God uh, giving me happiness over time as I follow him and am ab- obedient to him. In the passage of scripture that I think about when I think about my journey of happiness, because um, I can tell you that that was a very high value in my life for, for most of my life is how can I be happy? Um, I like to have fun. I like to make people laugh. And, um, and really having a good time was probably the, the biggest thing that I've pursued for most of my life, I think, sometimes. Um, but when I think about my journey with happiness, uh, Psalm uh, 1, 1 through 6 uh, comes to my mind. And it says, uh, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step uh, the step of the wicked or stand with the way of sinners uh, that the sinners take. Or sit in the company of mockers, but those who delight in the law of the Lord and who meditate on his law day and night, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season. Um, whatever they do prospers, uh, not so the wicked. They are like chaff that, they blo- uh, that blows away. Therefore, uh, the wicked will not stand in the, uh, in the seat of judgment, uh, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous, for the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. And um, the picture that they have here is a person um, who's made a choice that they're not going to do things the way everybody else does. Uh, it's not saying that they're not going to hang out with people that don't uh, follow some religious uh, sect that they're part of. Uh, but that their life isn't going to be influenced by those people, that they're going to choose to do things differently. And if we're looking for, ha- uh, for happiness uh, that's uncommon in this world, we really have to choose to do things differently. As we love God's law and we take seriously what he says, um, uh, we figure out how to do it. Uh, maybe uh, you've read uh, scripture before and you find it difficult to understand, uh, when I'm really serious about understanding what God has to say, a lot of times I'm going to wiser people and asking them, hey, what do, what does this mean? How do, how do I do this in my life? I'm asking questions. I'm thinking about it. I'm meditating on it. Um, and I really have seen this picture of a tree by a river um, in my life. Uh, for a long time, I was trying to figure out how uh, to do things kind of my own way, and if um, and if I could get on God's good side, then, you know, more power to you. But um, I just want to do things my own way. And uh, the picture of my life was kind of like this person that uh, tried a lot of different things and it wasn't permanent. It wasn't lasting. It, it just kind of blew away like chaff. It just kind of blew into the wind, kind of like these leaves are blowing right now. But when I turned, uh, turned my life to God and trying to figure out, well, what pleases him? What's something that I can do that, um, what are the things that he wants me to do that, uh, that are being, me being obedient to him? And then had to trust him that he's going to come through for me and not rip me off. Um, I noticed that my life became a lot more permanent in the sense of my relationships were a lot better the people that I was building relationships with genuinely cared for me, and we could help each other. It wasn't just a one-way relationship like some of my relationships that would kind of fly away. Uh, the happiness that I experienced was a lot more lasting because it wasn't dependent on whether it was a good day or a bad day or a windy day or a cold day. But in everything that uh, that I experience in life, that as I pursue God and do the things that please him, uh, he brings this kind of lasting happiness that um that i, I haven't been able to find anywhere else. Um, so the question comes out um, how do we experience this this season? How do we experience happiness that's that's gonna be permanent and it's gonna last? Um, for some people here, this might be uh, a season where you're you're hurting and um that's very common, you know, this might be the first, uh, first year that you're experiencing a a Christmas without someone that you really love. And you're going to be thinking about that person. And again, there's nothing I'm going to say up here. That's going to take away that pain. Um, but I've seen how even in times, uh, of great loss or pain in my life, uh, as I've walked with God and, uh, he's provided for my needs, um, there's still pain here on this earth. That's just part of our existence here as humans. Um, but I've seen how God has brought joy and help in different ways in my life uh, during hard times. So really, this is uh, this is for everyone. If uh, if you haven't been walking with God, if if you're trying to figure out how to get on in step with him. Um, I know that, that these things kind of take time. If you want to learn what God has to say in a given area, a lot of times you can't flip open the Bible and just find that that section and go after it. It looks a lot more like somebody going, um, uh, you know, going to their refrigerator and picking out um, something to eat. You know, the nutrients come in time to your body in different ways. Um, but as we look at the holiday season, um, a lot of people are asking the questions: How can I uh, achieve? happiness that lasts and I want to give three things to kind of wrap up with the first thing is that uh, we need to recognize that most things uh, that we think will make us happy are fleeting Uh, most of us have experienced this in our life and Christmas time is a time where a lot of times we can get confused and uh, miss the way on this and get our heart wrapped around something that's not going to make us happy the second thing is that we just have to recognize the true source of happiness. Scripture is filled with, uh, uh, with verses uh, talking about blessing and joy and happiness that only comes from God. And um, as we trust God and we obey him in the long term, we'll find a, a happiness that doesn't, uh, doesn't depend on the season, uh, that can last beyond Christmas when all the relatives leave and the Christmas tree comes down. If we live uh, tying our expectations to Him rather than fleeting happiness, um, we won't be disappointed no matter what comes at us in life. And then finally, uh, if we're going to find happiness, we need to choose to do things God's way over time. It really does take time. And so as we look to how do we do this, just a couple thoughts. The first thing, it will take time. when i 've turned to God uh, from doing my own w- own thing, I had to figure things out, figure out you know what does it mean to obey Him. I need to figure out what His word said by reading the Bible, figuring that sort of thing out. but it also took time for me to learn how to do these things. The second thing is it takes training uh, if we're going to live life God's way, this isn't just the normal way that humans do things uh, it takes training because we have to we have to work on it we have to get uh, better at it. We have to learn um, uh, how to do things his way. It takes intention. Uh, no one's ever uh, just floated or drifted into walking the way God uh, wants us to walk. Um, another thing that's been very helpful for me is coaching and input, because honestly, I've told you guys this before, a lot of times I just think that I know everything. But it takes really other people to show me the things that I'm wrong in, to show me the areas of my life where I need work. And I've found that coaching and input and being open to that's really helped me out a ton. And then it takes commitment. Because this doesn't, uh, this doesn't happen overnight. But as we commit, uh, to do things God's way, we see blessing in time. And, um, I've just experienced a great deal of happiness and joy from following God in this way. So, if you don't already uh you know finish up your shopping, uh put up that tree that you just haven't taken out of the box maybe yet or buy one, whatever. Cook something that smells like gingerbread, have a great time. Uh but if you really want to be happy, we need to take time to seek God. Um and as a church, uh, our our mission isn't to be the happiest place on earth. I think Disney sometimes might have us have us beat on kind of the short-term stuff but but as we follow god and obey him trusting him that uh, he's going to come through for us and he's not going to rip us off we find happiness that the disney is just not capable of Um, as a church we want to be a place where people can come and uh, connect with god and have uh, their questions answered about following God. And if you're here this morning and you have questions about God or following Jesus, um, you know, I want to make myself available after the service or uh, or Jeep I know would, would do this as well. Uh, but if you have questions about following Christ, we'd love to talk to you about that. The other thing is um, if you'd like to know more about starting what we're talking about here, obeying God, finding out what his word says and you, you have questions about that. Um, you know, that connection card might be a place where you write that down. Hey, I'd like more information about how to, how do I navigate the Bible to find out what God says and how I can obey him. Uh, we would love to give you more information about that. Another thing is uh, maybe you've thought about joining a group. Um, and at Church in the Valley, uh, again, n- normally on Sunday mornings, it's not as windy and not as distracting. Uh, but in a big group like this, we can't, we can't really work in each other's lives. So we set up groups, uh, so that people can get to know each other, uh, that we can read the scripture together, that we can challenge one another, that we can be part of each other's life. And if you'd like to know more about groups, um, I know this is kind of the end of the year, but, uh, you can always, uh, sign up, sign, uh, in your, on your connection card saying, hey, I'd like to know more about groups. And we'd love to get you more information about that. So as, uh, the band comes, uh, back up, I'm going to wrap up by uh, challenging you to take a next step. Uh, maybe one of the next steps uh, that you could take after this message would be uh, to take some time to, to reflect on what you currently have. Uh, kind of one and two actually kind of run together. Uh, maybe uh, the other thing would be to write out five things you're thankful for each day for a week. I think you'd be surprised at how many things God has given you uh that you actually uh, can be content with and happy about uh that you just forget about i know we constantly do that so maybe that's your first next step something to write in because i had forgotten to put this in uh, earlier in the week was uh to ask god to show you an area of your life where you haven't trusted him or obeyed him uh maybe there's something god's made you aware of um and if you if you do that uh that i know that uh that god will do um will work on that area and then finally, um, consider how you can give towards uh, the Chris- Christmas offering. Um, you'll see more information about that in the flyer. Uh, but these are all uh, organizations that we support as a way of uh, a really uh, just being a blessing to them uh, during the, this Christmas holiday. And, uh, and so uh, I, would consi- I would ask you to consider uh, giving to that. Um, so as we wrap up, um, why don't you all join me in a word of prayer? Dear God, uh, we thank you so much uh, for your goodness. Thank you for uh, having a place that we can worship you. Um, thank you for uh, some California sunshine as it is cold today. And um, God, we thank you that uh, you have given us your word so that we can know how to, uh, to do things that are in line with the way you like things done. That we can obey you and we can trust you that you're going to provide all of our needs and uh, you even give us happiness, which is a just a surprising thing. God, you are so good. And we ask that, um, that you would teach us how we can obey you, uh, that our life can be blessed, and that we could have a great uh, Christmas season. Lord, we love you. Amen.